0: French star, This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got any questions about today's episode, or if you've got ideas for future episodes, please contact us. Uh, Two good ways to do that, by email and by Twitter. So our email address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you can tweet to us. Use the... Uh, the hashtag, not the hashtag, <laughs> the Twitter handle SF Diocese. That's our Twitter handle, and the hashtag would be Ignition. So SF Diocese hashtag Ignition. Father Dickinson, Happy New Year! It's good to hear your voice.
1: Happy New Year! Good to hear your voice as well.
0: Thank you. We haven't, uh, Father, and I. It's been several weeks actually since um we've uh, re- recorded a podcast life has been busy Christmas season came and left and now uh, we're well into the new year a few weeks in um I know you're busy students are back on campus at South Dakota State right
1: that is correct uh they're back here we are uh cooking with grease as they say uh up and at them you know spring semesters always just run what I mean they, they they just go like fall oh. semesters, there's warm up, you know you kind of get going, but spring semesters, as when I was a student and I was a priest uh, in charge of uh, serving students, it seems like spring semesters just go,
0: yeah, they yeah, come back from break and you just start boom and you're off and and yeah. I don't know in your experience, but as you just mentioned your, your own personal experience during college and now uh, ministering to college students, have you found for me the spring would go so quickly as well,
1: oh yeah. Totally. Yeah. So I, I was actually down uh, trying to uh, reserve, reserve some uh, uh, publicity uh, for Ash Wednesday uh, to put some, some signs for Ash Wednesday mass times on campus. And uh, um, I was like, holy cow, we're, I mean, essentially a month away from Ash Wednesday I know. right now.
0: I know. We're recording this on the 14th. Ash Wednesday is the
1: 18th. I mean, oh my goodness. So, uh, you know, the, the, it's not a lot of time, but it is enough time for one very important thing. You know what that is? No. To try and work off the Christmas pounds <laughs> so that you don't feel uh, uh, like uh, uh, fasting from things is actually cheating and dieting. Good point. Plus, you got to get ready for Mardi Gras. <sighs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: anyway. So, okay, let's get serious, Father.
1: Uh, that'll be something new for our, for, for ignition.
0: Maybe we, even know, it's a new year, a new leaf, we'll try something different this time. So father and I, you know, one of the series that father and I do, um, we have, we have a couple different ongoing series. One is on the books of the Bible. Uh, we've looked at Matthew and Mark. Um, Luke will be the next one when we come back to that series. Another occasional series that we do is on a, a, a more, I don't know, a weightier title for the series at least, theological anthropology. So, so we look at what the church teaches about what it means to be human. What is man? Um, looking at, at, at we, we've we've done several episodes in that series, looking at what the church teaches, particularly in the catechism, sort of the the handbook, the summary of church teaching on, and essentially everything, including that question, what does it mean to be human. Um, and today what we're going to do is sort of, it's not going to be another episode in that series, but it definitely will be looking at what it, that, the answer to that question, what does it mean to be human? What is man? Uh, but tying it to to an issue which is timely, um, and that is the upcoming uh, anniversary of the Supreme Supreme Court decision, Roe versus Wade, back in 1973. Uh, so Father, have you have you ever gone to the March for Life in Washington by chance?
1: I have not. Uh, it's always felt like it's too far away.
0: Yeah, I, you know, i I mean, even uh, the, I studied for a couple of years in, during college, studied uh, in on the eastern side of Ohio at Franciscan University of Steubenville, and, and DC is only about five, six hours away from their tops. But I, I never made it out then myself, and and haven't uh, since then as e- either. Uh, something I'd like to do at some point, I, but haven't gotten myself. Our, we, as a diocese, we organize a pilgrimage that goes. So sometime maybe Father, you and I have to try tag along on
1: that maybe maybe when my days at the newman center are done and i don't have other uh many trips to do
0: exactly yes exactly so so the 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 the, the of course the topic of abortion then and and it's very much pertinent to the, the the question that we address in this series what does it mean to be human and so father and i thought that we could um, maybe spend a little time addressing that topic uh, again or a, a a new um looking at the question sort of as a standalone episode uh with with uh, the the abortion decision is the context of, of what it means to be human. And Father, one of the things that you and I have discussed before, particularly in that series um, on theological anthropology, is is the whole question of human dignity and the or- origins of human dignity. So so when somebody asks, you know, because so, you know, this is, I don't know, I thought, thought, thought about these sorts of questions during my theological studies uh, in philo- philosophy and so on in college, you know, where does human dignity come from? Why do I have worth as as a human being? How do you respond to that when when people pose you that question one way or another?
1: Um, that's, that's a great that's a great question because if you look at the sort the possible sources that are out there uh, for why you have dignity as a human person, uh, there's really a limited number of choices, right? You could say um, that it's by uh, A constitution or governmental rights. You could say, because it would seem that different countries have different rights. Sure. You know, for example, a a woman has very different rights in uh, Saudi Arabia uh, than she does in uh, England. Right. Or the United States. Um, So you could look at it that way. You could also wonder, well, maybe I have uh, rights or dignity because of what I can do Right, my capacities uh, that I can think, maybe applying uh, that line that many people uh, recognize but don't always understand uh, I think, therefore I am. I right. uh, haven't heard that in a survey of philosophy course, probably. Uh, but both of these ways, and we could dig into those ways, and uh, both of these ways are unsatisfying uh, and uncertain. And play in ways that we wouldn't want to uh, place ourselves too much upon, and put too much weight upon them, um, compared to the idea that you have rights just simply because you are human, because you exist, because you're alive.
0: So, with the the, the other two options, which I, I think yeah are great, sort of encapsulations of all the 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 the. the, the um... The particular options: either it's granted to me by somebody else, whether it be the state or whether it be maybe my family. That's a, that was another popular one—the the tribal uh, sense of 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 having dignity because I belong to a particular family, or the family gives me my rights, or whether it comes from within that I develop because of my great or innate ability to to do something or or whatever. Um, those, so so I go from a state of of not having rights or not having dignity to having dignity. And uh, as opposed to the idea of, what you just said it there at the end, that I have dignity simply because I am human. So as long as I'm human, I have dignity, correct?
1: Correct. Correct. That, that, that it comes, in, that it's intrinsic to who and what you are, not based on some other, uh, society of even fellow humans giving you something or not based on what you can produce or do. Right.
0: You, you simply, if, if you are a human being, you have dignity and that's just, I, mean, I think it's worth saying and, 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 and being, um, crystal crystal clear and explicit. This is an enormous dignity. I mean, human dignity, you know, the, the dignity of the human person, the Catholic vision, every human being is immortal. And therefore, the dignity that I have um, as a spiritual being, we create an image of the likeness of God with an innate intrinsic dignity, outweighs the dignity of everything else in the material, material universe. The, the beauty, of, of the Milky Way galaxies we look up, the, 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 the beauty of the solar system, the sun, whatever, the, the, the world in which we live, planet life, animal life, all of those, if you sort of just, if you were able to, to summarize the the, well, the, the the value, the worth of all of those created things we see around us, pales in comparison, the, the church proposes, pales in comparison to the dignity of any individual, each and every human being. And I think that's, you know, that's, that's, tell, that's, that's worth saying and being clear about.
1: Right. Uh, as you're saying that, I'm thinking Mount Everest in all its majesty and splendor and, and all that it speaks to, it speaks to uh, time and ages and all sorts of things. Mount Everest can't love its neighbor, even begrudgingly. Exactly. <laughs> and you can love your neighbor begrudgingly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's something uh more amazing than Mount Everest. Right. Right. So the you take the
0: I was gonna say the most inconsequential, you take the most wretched human being, it's sort of going with your your theme of loving your neighbor poorly, <laughs> take the most wretched human being, the biggest jerk you can think of, has more value than Mount Everest. Which is very counterintuitive, I think, for many people. Uh but but that is the, the Catholic understanding of the dignity and the worth of the human being again what we this goes back to where it's not because of what i do or how good of a person i am it's simply because i am human i have this much value
1: correct and and even if you know it might seem like this person can't exercise that love per se they still have the capacity for that love
0: right Right. It, because it's, and that, that goes back to, again, what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be a person? To have the ability to love my neighbor, the fundamental capacity, even if I don't do it well, even if I don't do it often, even if I don't do it right at this moment, I have that fundamental capacity to love another. Uh, and that is what points to the points to the great dignity of the human person. So, so we right. say it's it's just because you're human, because you have that fundamental ability to know yourself, to to love yourself, to know others, to love others. That is sufficient to give you uh, dignity. And this gets to the the pro-life position. Father, I know you the um you 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 studied was chemistry, right? You studied as an undergrad.
1: That's correct. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the the science here is is very relevant, and and I think in years past maybe we've. We've talked about this a bit as well. Um, the pro-life position, really, when it comes down to it, because our, our point is dignity is an intrinsic to the human being as human being, the question is, when does a human being come to exist? And so really, it is a matter of just following the science and following the bio- biology, right?
1: Right. And so I, I, I am uh, pro-life, uh, from the first moment of conception, because science tells me that's where human life begins. That's where the individual human person begins. Now, and if science were to ever tell me something different, you know, to the best of its knowledge, well, then the, 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 the start of life would, would change, but science doesn't seem like it ever will tell us anything different than that. And so there's really, uh, uh, and that's what we base it off of. So like, people will say all the time, like, in these cliches, and they make nice little placards, um, get your rosaries off my ovaries. Right. Um, but, you know, pro-life and uh, being against the—identify, I should say, maybe the better way to say this is identifying abortion as the horrific crime against child and mother that it is uh, isn't because uh, I'm Catholic. It's because I understand that life begins, and life must be protected.
0: And and, and again, we're, we're we're just following the science, following the yeah. science of biology and what it says about human development and the origins of of the specific human being. So I, I know, Father, um, having been in conversations and and uh, calm, <laughs> dignified conversation, civil conversations with with supporters of abortion rights. Um, just it, it's been very helpful for me to to clarify my own arguments about the pro life position. But w- what we're what we're saying when we when we look at this is again we're just following the science and and what does the science of biology tell us about when the human person the human being first begins to exist? Because we talk about human life and some will say, well the skin my my skin cells are alive or whatever. No, but that's that's we're saying. Okay, we're, we're talking about when human life human life began millions of years ago. We're talking about when does the individual human being first come to exist? And the science of human embryology tells us that for the vast majority of us, that is at the moment of conception. I say the vast majority because twins um, are, are identical twins are, are an example where. That one of the twins becomes to exist later, um, in vitro fertilization. I guess that'd be conception as well. But but twinning is maybe the the uh, the, the the other exception to the rule. Most of well, us begin with. But, to exist but to
1: even concept. twinning isn't an exception. I mean, twinning is a human life that becomes two human lives. Yes. And it wasn't a dog or a frog or a boat. Exactly. Uh, it was. Uh, it's a person, and then it becomes two people. And right. Hey, I mean, one is good. Two is better. Right. Exactly. So
0: father so so somebody's all right so we say we're just rigorously following the science and somebody's okay well okay so what you're saying is as soon as the the human egg is fertilized and you have uh the blastocyst a one-celled organism you're saying that that single cell has the same dignity as you 30 something year old father Andrew Dickinson. Are you are 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 you serious about that? How do you respond? Yes.
1: Um Well, I mean, but there's there's a whole idea of of capacity. So, I mean, when I'm asleep, I'm not using my uh, cognitive abilities, my um, uh, moving abilities. Does that mean that you can uh, do away with me, that I don't have the same rights because I'm asleep? Exactly. Yeah. Or if I'm uh, knocked out uh, under anesthesia uh, because I'm getting, uh, you know, my uh, cavities uh, filled in my teeth or something. No, you know, um, so that idea of potential and growth is is an inherent part of our human life.
0: Yeah, and so it's not that, because there's confusion. But we're not saying that the human embryo is a potential person. We're saying it's a human being with the potential to do X, Y, and Z, in particular, with the potential to actively know and love others. That's what's fundamental. And and and, and the it is only the human embryo and the well, it is only the human being that begins to be to, to exist at the moment of conception. It's only the human being that has that fundamental capacity, that innate capacity to to grow itself, to direct its own development to the point where where it will be able to do those things, those things that we recognize as being obviously and uniquely human. Um, so yes, yeah, I, I think you gave great examples, Father. Yes, the, the it's true that the, that the embryo can't immediately. Uh, know and love. It can't immediately do the things that we think of as typical of human beings. But neither, as you said, neither can the person who's sleeping or the person who's knocked out or those who are in medically induced comas. Or... Or those who maybe um, have developmental issues, who, 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 for whatever reason, genetics or whatever it is, um, who, who struggle in various ways and, and because of birth defects or something. They often can't do the things that we would say are typically human, and yet we recognize there that they too have innate, inherent human dignity. But Father, I think that's a that's a point that we see when, pe- when people try to separate and say um well this is it's it's something it's not just being human it's what you can do that's where we get into things like eugenics and where we get into things like saying well that some human beings have value other human beings don't have value and we've been down this road throughout human history many times and it never ends up in a pretty place
1: no no it doesn't now um i think uh it's 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 easy for people to you know hear us make that line and say, well, hold on a second, buddy. You're just going to go call, uh, say, everyone's Hitler now. Um, and that, that's, we're not trying to go to that extreme, but just I think to look at those real historical examples where um, when some people, uh, w- when values quit being intrinsic to the fact that you exist, trouble happens. Right. Right. Yeah. W- w- the the churches, it, it, it
0: always has. And always, yeah, you're, you're right where you know, there's, the argument, um, I don't remember, what, there's some rule about internet dialogue that an argument, that, the, the the quicker that Hitler gets, the name Hitler gets mentioned, you know, it's clear that the argument has has uh, uh, gone by the wayside, that there's not a real real conversation happening anymore. Uh, right. But but there have been a number of, of studies on ways that throughout human history, um, we failed to recognize one another's dignity, uh, and we've end up doing horrible things to each other way before 19 thir- the 1930s, way before Adolf Hitler. Uh, and in almost all of them, what it entailed was denying that somebody had the f- same fundamental human dignity as you and I do. Um, it, again, it never ends in a happy place. As opposed to the Christian perspective, the Catholic perspective, um, that we have, and it's again, as you said, father, it's not because of the religion, but we're following the science, and there is an ethical judgment we make that to be human means to have dignity. And so when, when do you begin to be human? And our point is, you know it we simply say if you're human, every human being has this inerrant intrinsic innate dignity.
1: Right. And uh, that's an important thing to to remember, too, when you're uh, talking and engaging with other people, is that this is the point of engagement. So it's not, well, the Blessed Mother appeared to so-and-so at this apparition and said that uh, uh, abortion is a horrible crime. It's great, but that's not um, that's not how you're going to engage someone who isn't cre- – oh, it might be um, – but it's it's, it's it's good to remember that our that this is that this moral in this way is something that can be universally held and should be universally held by people whether or not they are professing Catholics.
0: Right. Right. And so this is where we're you know the, 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 the Catholic exaltation of human reason and its ability to know the truth about things. Uh, both as moral principles and what it means to be human and so on. So this is where we would certainly say that, you know, this is not a matter of what Scripture that says or the Catechism says or Pope Francis says. This is a matter of what we can know and understand about the world around us simply by investigating it and thinking through it in a clear and logical way.
1: Right. And uh, so one of the interesting things for me in this is that when you try to do these things, you get people that are resistant against even bringing... Science and biology into the discussion that those who uh, promote abortion are resistant to this. And I think a lot of ways because they know how uh, much of a death blow it is for their own arguments. Right. Um, so much so that, like, here in the university atmosphere, um, there's we have a, a, a Jax for Life group. Um, and among the issues that they, that they uh, care about, of course, is abortion. And their group uh, had to—they uh, were censored in their float for homecoming because uh, their, uh, their sign and their floats had fetal imagery on it, even just like fetal outlines. This wasn't like a, a scientific photo, but just the outline of uh, a fetus, uh, a young, uh, an unborn baby in its outline, uh, had to be censored over. Really? And which was just silly. You know, we, we say we want mature and adult discussion, but, you know, Only we on want to avoid problems. the biology. Yeah. I said, I, 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 my, my response to the people was, you know, if you want to have uh, someone uh, displaying uh, an abortion, they're happy to display an abortion. Right. I'm, I'm happy if they want to display an abortion. <laughs> right, right. Because biology wins. Yep.
0: Yeah, and I, so being, in, again, this we've talked before about, you know, uh, science quote-unquote versus faith or faith versus reason and and how there's not at least in the Catholic understanding any verses at all no opposition but in fact harmony and agreement and this is again you know sometimes uh, we there is this you know war on science that's alleged to be the case uh, by some against others in society and and particularly people who are trying to impose their religious agenda um, are against science and so on, but this is—I mean, th- this is a perfect example where we can see that that's not the case. That that we are very happy to rigorously follow the science through. And further, the point—I mean, when it comes down to it, and you do see, the, the, I think, more of the the uh, the philosophically inclined among abortion rights supporters—they they'll they'll grant this. They they'll they'll say, y- "Yeah, you're right. That um, that each." that the human being the, does come to be, exist at the moment, first moment of the conception, we just deny the ethical principle that every human being has innate dignity. We think, and this is going back to the very first point that you made, we think that that human dignity comes later, that that it is a matter of your ability to do something immediately that, that uh, is, is what indicates that you have fundamental dignity. And, and again, the, our ethical position is no, simply being human is sufficient.
1: Right. And um, which, which is always so interesting when you get people to that point of, of admitting uh, the resistance against uh, or, the, or their, their acknowledgement of the biology, but then uh, the, their admittance that you know their, their reason, their grounding and their standard of human dignity is something else than just humanity itself.
0: Right. Right, and and that and then I think that that's where you can show. All right, let's follow this through. Then what? And and this is to me, this is one of the strengths, father of, you know, it's sort of a Socratic approach, asking questions. Okay, so if being human isn't enough, let's let's think this through. So what is, uh, what does it mean to be? What do I have to do in order to be human? And then why? Why are those things relevant? Why aren't they just arbitrary? Why aren't we just drawing the line here because we like the line better that way? What's the principle? Uh, that's in play that leads you to, to draw the line there. Um, and, and, and many
1: of the uh, <clears throat> like sophisticated pro-abortion arguments, uh, or at least those who acknowledge uh, the biology, they'll often draw those very arbitrary lines and scary lines. I'm thinking of Peter Sanger, the um, philosopher from Harvard, the uh, who sits in an endowed chair at Harvard, who says that, uh, uh, well, not only is abortion fine, but really, I mean, Infanticide is fine up to the age of reason because they're not yet a human person until they have the use of reason.
0: Right, and and and, and he he'll say such things. He he coined the, the the term speciesism. So there's sexism, racism, where the 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 evil of favoring one sex over another, one race over another. Well, to him, speciesism is a similar evil favoring one species over another simply because somebody is part of that species. So to be part of the human species for Sanger is 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 singer is not enough. You have to be able to do certain things. And so he'll go so far as to say that there are certain certain primates, certain other mammals, other animals that have greater dignity than a newborn human being because they can do they have, they have a greater immediately exercisable cognitive function cognitive ability uh, and therefore they have greater in, greater dignity than the newborn human being.
1: Right. Which is
0: odd. Yes. Odd. And to be fair to uh, just, 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 we don't want to bash Harvard. It's Princeton father, just so you know.
1: Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So
0: I don't want to get any email from Harvard alum saying <laughs> he
1: doesn't, he doesn't teach here.
0: So, so father, we've got about a minute left. Any, any closing thoughts you think would be worth wrapping up with?
1: Um, well, I, I think just, uh, To remember, uh, uh, I think just to rejoice in the fact uh, as Catholic Christians that our faith is grounded in truth and that uh, our faith corresponds and resonates with the truth of the created world, Um, that these things are in uh, in a tune with one another, the respect for life. And the meaning of life and where we find where life begins. Yep. It's just a beautiful thing.
0: And I think too, you know, so you can have these conversations and yet people there's the saying a mind changed against its will is of the same opinion still. So I do think and so much of what the church does in pro life work is is encourage people to pray for yeah. the the, the, the pro life cause, to, to change minds and hearts by the grace of God, uh because because oftentimes it's not just a matter of intellect, it's a matter of the will as well.
1: I often pray uh, for the demise of the abortion industry and the conversion of those involved.
0: Amen. And that wraps up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us at ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you can tweet to us using the... S- <laughs> tweet to us at SF Diocese using the hashtag Ignition with any thoughts, questions, or topics for future episodes.
1: Until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you all. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening.
0: You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock on Lamb Catholic Radio on 91.3 FM in Hartford and Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.